Before we finish up on the muster for a Wednesday afternoon, catching up with 2IC here at the muster, as well as an guest appearance by Megan Bates, of course, Beef and Lamb Facilitator down here in Southland. Megan, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Not bad. And Tessa, how's things this afternoon? Um, good. I'm really well, thanks, Andy. I actually was just thinking last night I went to a pretty cool event here in, in Dunedin. It was called A Woman's Investing and Chocolate Tasting Evening. Tell us more about the investment side of things because highly relevant, inflation, yada, yada, yada. Um, obviously, at your age, you'll be thinking about inflation and how it affects your life. Oh, definitely. I was like, well, all these um, women around me very clued up in, you know, investing their money and things. And oh, honestly, I was just there for the chocolate tasting, but I came out with a lot of knowledge. I was, I was very stoked and lucky about that. But um, what they did was each piece of chocolate told a different story and the higher value of chocolate we ate, the higher um, value of investing that we were being taught about. Um, but, yeah, then I was reading on thecountry.co.nz an article about um, teaching farmers to be more financially, you know, clued up and running their farm like a business because, obviously, with inflation and things like that, you know, we could be getting record returns but not, you know, not actually balancing out in the books as well. So... It, it, was a wake-up call to realise that um, I've got a long way to go to save up for a house. And Megan, I understand you've just you're saving for your second. That's a really good effort. Yeah, well, I'm making the big home, uh, move home to the Manor Two in uh, a month's time. So I thought, well, I'd like to keep my house here in Southland. It's quite a cute wee number, um, but I do need another house. So I went to the bank to see if I could get another house. And they told me that they would be watching my bank statements for three months and not to buy anything extravagant. Um, so basically, you can just buy food and rent and power. So, yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. Uh, tough times out there getting money for property. It makes so, you wonder how, you know, I just trying to buy a house or even a farm, you really, really have to save from the get-go. And mum and dad say to me, oh, you know, we actually had it pretty lucky back then, and I'm like, well, yeah, you did. It takes a long time, especially when you've got student loans and other things like that as well. I'll jump in here. It takes a long time for people to appreciate the meaning of money. I know for myself, to be honest, it's not till I went to the UK and did my OE, I actually appreciated the value of money. When I was living on a pig farm in the middle of nowhere, Essex, I had about 45 quid to my name, and I managed to get some groceries, get a feed at Mr Wimpy, then went back to the farm and actually understood that I needed, you got to put your head down, bum up, and you just get on with the graft and realise what money's all about. That's the, that was the watershed moment for me, thinking, going forward, that people, you need to understand the value of the dollar or the pound as it was over there. So it is highly relevant to everybody. Start them young, I reckon, Andy. Start them young. I'll tell you what, I'll put it on the Muster Facebook page um, straight after this. There's, an in, uh, there's a video of an eight-year-old boy shearing sheep. I think he did about 215 that day. And I thought, that is just awesome. Like, he's absolutely going for it. And that, that young dude is going to have some epic work ethic and he's going to understand, you know, what hard work is. And, you know, it's not just a breeze through and, you know, you can't just rely on your parents at all. And I reckon... Starting work young, it really does make you understand, you know, put this effort in, get this money back and save that and maybe don't go off and buy that ice cream or what, rah-dee-rah. And you can actually save, you know. I think it's uh, it's definitely important and if it's implemented into those kids younger, then, you know, 
it's only setting them on a, on a good road to saving. But just work ethics, Megan, talking from a young age, like getting on the handpiece of the wool shed, it's just rite of passage, isn't it? I was just thinking myself, actually. So um, when we were younger, we uh, lived on a dairy farm, still do, and uh, from 10 years old, we were actually allowed to milk the cows by ourselves, and we got paid to be the relief milker. Uh, and the first things we wanted to buy were um, motorbikes for ourselves. So um, my brothers and I both saved up, and we um, all got our own first motorbikes by milking the cows. Awesome. That's, yeah, that's great. And i tell you what else is really awesome. I see that the Canterbury... A&P show is all set to go, Andy, for November 9th to the 11th. Great news. Yeah, great news. And they, they really want to, they say they're going to focus on getting the youth and aiming at getting them interested in the agriculture sector, which is another sign of great news. So yeah, I suppose, you know, when you grow up in the city and the, the agriculture A&P show, that is your gateway into understanding a little bit more about farms and animals and so give, giving them that exposure to the animals and, you know, all the people around that sector is, yeah, really good. I think it's a case of just having the AMP show back on the schedule. Obviously, um, we're still on the traffic light system that takes you onto the motorway of the roundabouts of no return, whatever the hell that means. But, yeah, we can see a bit of light in the tunnel as far as outdoor events now with no limits on crowd numbers, Tess. Great to see that, um, yeah, the AMP show in Canterbury is back on the crowds. It's a big deal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, show week, don't get me started, Andy. I love show week. It is the week of the year, uh, definitely. Just the races, the show, and everyone comes together. It's a great social event and, and a good opportunity for people to showcase what they're doing and um, just get together and have a laugh. Absolutely. Hey, just finish up as well. Uh, Megan, when um, you think of big events, obviously your job, you've been hamstrung as to what you can do. We've now got a bit of a pathway into what's occurring over the next couple of months. It's a good thing though, isn't it? Finally, just finally, we are seeing a bit of light in the tunnel. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what we need. People just need to get out and about. We need to be seeing each other again. We need to be doing events. We need to be having speakers, um, just getting really the community up and running again. Yeah, well said. Hey, Tessa Prentice, thanks for your time, Tessa, as always, and um, we'll be in touch. And Megan Bates, thanks for coming in and joining us in the studio. We appreciate both your time. Have a great day. Cheers, Andy. Thank you. See you, Megan. Laugh out loud with Ag Proud, because life on the land can be a laughing matter. Brought to us by Beef and Lamb NZ. A police dog responds to an ad for work with the FBI. Well, says a personal director, you'll have to meet some strict requirements. First, you must be able to type at least 60 words a minute. Sitting down at the typewriter, the dog gets up to 80 words. Also, says a director, you must pass a physical and complete the obstacle test. The perfect canine specimen finishes the course in record time. There's one last requirement, the director continues, you must be bilingual. With confidence without flinching, the dog looks up, to, the dog looks up at him and goes, meow. My name's Andy Muir. Thanks to Peter's Genetics. This has been the Muster on Hokanui. We appreciate your time. Have a great afternoon, Southland. Catch you tomorrow from 1 o'clock on the Muster. Bye for now.